the lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on the Bay Area's sports station. 95.7. The game. It is Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7. The game. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. After the Warriors take down the Lakers 117-26. to And I think the thing that Steve Kerr said after the game... Chris Townsend and Matt Steinmetz with you, is that this type of win is a very good team win because so many guys that are not getting a lot of time and a lot of action, everybody gets involved. It's a feel-good win, makes everybody feel good. These last games coming down the stretch, of course you want to keep winning because you want to still believe that there could be a hiccup by the Houston Rockets for the number one seed, but really everybody involved tonight playing big minutes, and it does. It does make you feel good. You're a professional athlete. You're getting paid, but if you're not playing, you don't always feel like you're a huge part of it, and at least for tonight, they were a part of it as the Warriors have now won eight in a row at home, 11 in a row against the Lakers at home. So this one, with so many guys out and so many different players, we talked about it Warriors warm-up. Uh, this was a good one, of course. Warriors wrap-up, Steiny, brought to you by Arlo Smart Home Security. I think under the circumstances, it was a real nice win by the Warriors. Obviously, they were missing three of their all-stars, but you're right. They got a great performance tonight from Caspi, uh, who was terrific off the bench. Livingston was also good off the bench. And Nick Young came alive in the second half. So all the things that you needed to happen for the Warriors to win this game tonight did with those three guys out. You know, Durant was pretty much in control all night. But the Warriors got a lot of really good efforts. I mean, you run up and down that roster. Looney gave them something. Pachulia had a double-double. Nick Young had a terrific second half. Quinn Cook was pretty solid by and large. And then you get to McGee, Iguodala, uh, Livingston, and Caspi. They're chipping in, too. So, yeah, I, I do agree with Steve Kerr. Uh, it, it, when you when you're not playing a lot, you're right. Uh, a player like Omri Caspi, he goes seven for eight tonight. He finishes with 15 points in 20 minutes. That gives him confidence for Friday and Saturday. And chances are, Caspi's going to get some minutes in the next three games with Clay and Curry out. So Livingston's got to take advantage. Caspi's got to take advantage. And I think the one thing Caspi's got to do is he's got to show Steve Kerr that he can play in the postseason because I'm not sure Steve Kerr trusts him right now uh, to play when the Warriors go into the playoffs. But I'll tell you what, he has a couple more games like he did tonight, and then all of a sudden the rotation gets one more player deep for Steve Kerr. That is something that I didn't think about, and I think that's pretty interesting. 888-957-9570. Want to get your thoughts after the Warriors take down the Lakers 117-106. to Is can you do something down the stretch the rest of these games with players being out you truly getting opportunity to really i don't know exactly change the way steve kerr feels about you but to maybe say you know what i think he now if i didn't have him in my thoughts for the postseason i may now have him 
in my thoughts. Can that really happen down the stretch here in these games to kind of like change the way Steve Kerr views you for the postseason? I think it's possible. I think it's possible with a with a player like Caspi, who at least has a track record of being a solid player over the course of his career. I don't know whether he's been slowed a little by nagging injuries or he's just getting up there a little bit. I think he's 29 or 30. Uh, he was never the most athletic player, so he's got to figure it out on guile and on smarts. And Caspi's the type of player who, if he's got the trust of Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr will play him because when Caspi's going, going well, he's, he shouldn't hurt you. He won't turn the ball over. He's going to play pretty solid defense. And he's, he's a player who, who I could see Steve Kerr wanting to go to when he's not looking for high risk, high reward. But we'll see as the playoffs get closer where Caspi fits, if at all, on this team. But he certainly didn't do anything to hurt himself tonight. The number is 888 Which player hasn't played a lot this year that truly impressed you? 888 And I think one guy you can look at, and he got the start tonight, is Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney, at times, you go, this, this kid's – He's kind of got something. And really, for Kevon Looney, what he's playing for is much more than just playing for the Golden State Warriors. He's auditioning for all 29 other teams. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to Looney in the offseason. He's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, The Warriors didn't tender him a a qualifying offer before the season, uh, or I should say they didn't pick up his option for next season. And so because they didn't pick up his option for next season, that means he's going to be unrestricted. He he had a nice – he had a couple nice face-ups tonight. He's a pretty smart player defensively. He fits the Warriors' mold in in terms of big men who – who are pretty good at moving their feet. Uh, He and Draymond Green do that pretty well. You know, he doesn't jump off the page. Uh, He doesn't jump off the floor when you watch him. But, you know, he's another player who I think we're going to see Looney in the postseason. I think we're going to see him a fair amount. Because, again, when you're playing with Curry and Clay and Draymond and, and Kevin Durant, you know, you just need players that won't mess things up. You just want players that are going to go out there and be solid, and that's what Looney is. I mean, he's a solid player, doesn't hurt you uh, with careless mistakes. He, he, he's got a good mental approach to the game. He always stays ready. And there was talk before the season. We didn't even know if he was going to make the team. Yeah. And here he is now starting late in the year because of injury, but he's always been on the fringe of the rotation. And I think by and large he's had a, he's had a pretty good year. Well, yeah, this is a good showing for him. And as we talked about, you know, potentially playing somewhere else, and and you mentioned, you know, he's just 21 years old. I mean, that's something when you when you just start looking at some of these guys and a, a tough decision that you have to make if you're Bob Myers and the front office. But, you know, he comes in the league at 19. He's just 21. Who knows what this player is going to be like in six years? Yeah. No kidding. I mean, obviously he missed uh, all of his rookie year with with injury, came back last year, was so-so. And, you know, if they're not really giving the Warriors a lot in two years, they didn't feel like they could reward him by picking up next season's option. And so you're right, Townie. If the Warriors don't want him, I think 
somebody's going to pick up Looney, and I think somebody's going to pick up McCaw, too, if they don't end up re-signing him. It's really too bad McCaw's hurt right now because he really could have gotten some playing time uh, over this period because Curry's out and Clay Thompson's out. And I think McCaw's somebody who's, whose confidence is, is waning a little bit. So it's, it's really too bad that he really too bad that he's not playing right now. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. That's triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Out of the guys we don't see a whole heck of a lot. Who impressed you to most? Who impressed you the most tonight? And we'll get to your phone calls. Brought to you by Nations Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nations. Let's talk to Khaled heading up I eighty. Khaled, welcome to Warriors Wrap Up. It's been a long time, and it's a pleasure to be back on the air with you guys. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, man? So, you know, I honestly came into this game thinking we were going to lose. And especially when they announced the starting lineup at the beginning of the game, I was like, oh, Lord, you know, here we go. But, wow, I was actually pleasantly surprised and impressed. I mean, there was, at the end of the game, there was a lot of double figures over in the points column. And uh, I thought we were going to need to see something heroic from Durant to be able to win this game, and it, it didn't have to come. Durant played steady Freddie and, uh, you know, was the one that kept things pretty stable and out there on the fir- with the first unit and then the second unit. And uh, it was impressive. And how about uh, Quinn Cook? I mean, that kid is actually becoming a basketball player, and I know he's had the ability and he's been a G League star, but... He's becoming more and more comfortable out there, and his shots are almost dropping, and they're they're getting close. But I think they may have unearthed something here. Whether he ends up sticking with the Warriors, I think he's going to end up having a really nice uh, career in the NBA. Well, I think the one thing, Khaled, is is on a night like tonight, if you're if you're dressed, you got to believe you're going to play. I mean, if you take out Damian Jones and Boucher, who just got the last minute or so. By the way, aren't we glad he got a shot in? I know it was an air ball, but he got the one shot in. Like, I don't know if he'll ever play again or how many minutes he'll ever get, but if you get in and this may be your only game, you got to chuck one up. Well, and he's averaging now per 48 minutes, 42 shots a game <laughs> uh, because he had one in a minute and 19. But, no, I mean, if look, if you're Jordan Bell, if you're JaVale McGee, if you're Caspi, you better be ready to play tonight. I mean, this is the game you have to be ready to play. And similarly for Friday and Saturday's game, because Curry and Clay won't be, won't be dressed for those games either. So this is a real opportunity. And, and I think it's important. I mean, I think it's important for Nick Young in, in the next three, four weeks. Is Nick Young going to be able to play in the postseason for the Warriors? And I'm not talking about when they're up 18 in the fourth quarter or when they're up 15 in the second quarter and, and, and he comes in with that second unit. I, I'm wondering if, if Nick Young can play in a, in a tightly contested game when there's a lot at stake. And that's what I'm going to be watching for in the next two or three weeks because he's going to get plenty of playing time. And it's not just making shots. Uh, he's got he's to defend a little better. He's got to pass a little bit better. He's got to know what plays they're running. He's got to stay focused mentally. Um, you know, he hasn't had a good year, Townie, but, 
But it's all about the playoffs with the Warriors. He could salvage his whole season if he can give the Warriors a few good games in the postseason, kind of on their way to the championship. Khaled, who is the one guy that doesn't play a whole heck of a lot that impressed you the most tonight? Quinn Cook. I bet it was Quinn Cook. He likes Quinn Cook. 13 points, one assist for Quinn Cook. It was fun. I, 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 I... I kind of made fun of it going into the game. You know, we're doing the starting lineups, and then we're right. talking about uh, with Coach Keating about doing keys to the game. But you know, I I, I, I tell you, I was shocked. I, I really had to check it because when I saw it, I had to check with my guy in Vegas to go. Really, are the Warriors six and a half point favorites going into this game? When you're starting Looney, Pachulia, Young, and Cook, and let's face it, the Lakers had come out of the break. They had won eight of. They'd what, what, eight and two? Eight and ten, I think, yeah. Yeah, eight, and they had covered a bunch of games. I'm thinking, really? But, yeah, obviously Vegas knows better than we do, and the Warriors get the 117-106 win. And these guys tonight, I see Jordan Bell get 18 minutes to get him back at that confidence going. I know he came out in the game, and it looked like, uh, you know, looked ankle like, injury looked, or something. he didn't yeah. look so happy, but right. – I, I mean, it was good to see him get some playing action because, I mean, you, you, you worry about him, you know, because the ankles yeah. and, and, you know, getting his – because this right now, you want to – it's not a necessity, but as we start getting closer to the postseason, you want to be firing on all cylinders. No doubt. You want to have that confidence. You don't want to have rust. You want to kind of have everything set. You want to have your rotations, your first unit, your second unit, who's coming off the bench, when they come off. You want to have that plan going in and not being frazzled just saying, who's healthy and who can give us minutes. Yeah, I think that's one big reason why the Warriors – and Steve Kerr particularly, want to get into the playoffs completely healthy because Steve Kerr loves his rotations and he loves to keep his rotations consistent from game to game. He loves starting that second quarter with a defensive unit. He loves picking his spots with, with McGee when he's coming off the bench. And he loves that certain players develop chemistry with other players within second units that come into the game. And so the one thing we've seen, if the Warriors head into the postseason, let's say, you know, banged up where he, he can't go to that, rotation he usually goes to. Uh, let's say David West misses a game or two here or there. Livingston misses a game or two here or there. That's when the Warriors sometimes get off their game because Kerr, Kerr's not big on making game-type substitutions. I shouldn't say he's not, he's not big on it, but he, you know, he believes in the, in the John Wooden theory almost that uh, he coaches you in practice, and then you're ready to play the games uh, by yourself. And he'll make the rotation changes, but by and large, he likes to stick to the plan. And it's worked. It's, it's worked, and it's worked a lot in large part because the Warriors have been healthy uh, the last two or three years. Right now, they're they're not healthy, and the question is going to be. Can they be healthy by the start of the playoffs? That's really what it's all going to come down to. Will the Warriors be able to throw their normal starting five out on the floor with their entire bench unit game one of the postseason? And we don't know that right now. 
No, we don't. And don't you have to prepare like you're not? In reality, I mean, I understand we, we played the, the fun game today of isn't this great, a lot, a lot of guys getting rest, but I don't know. It, it, it's very tough to say. C- can you count on everybody being healthy at the start of what we look at here for the postseason? Can we really? I think Steve Kerr is looking at it like they're going to be completely healthy. And I feel like Clay Clay is almost getting a week or two off just to get a week or two off under the guise of having the fractured thumb. I think he's going to be totally fine. Uh, I think Curry, they're being very, very careful about. And I think Curry will be there. He'll come to post in game one. Draymond Green will be there. He's been banged up all year. He's been playing through it. By the way, is that something that when we're kind of going under the radar here, because above the radar, obviously, oh, my God, Clay's got a fracture thumb. Oh, my God, Steph Curry in the ankles. He's now missed whatever it is, 57, 58 games because of that right ankle. He's had surgery on the ankle. That worries you. But under the radar, and I think it, it was the Nets. Who was the? Was it Norris? Who was the guy with the Nets that stuffed him? That stuffed. That stuffed uh, Draymond Green for a dunk. Here. Oh, it was. Uh, yeah, it uh, was Harris. 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 So Harris stuffed him. Right. And then he missed another wide open dunk. I mean, wide open, and he yeah. clanked it on the rim. He just went. He doesn't look right. Is that the one under the radar that worries you a little bit? Yeah. His shoulder, because they're not talking about it, but obviously he hasn't looked himself. No, I think I think that's fair. You know, he's shooting under 30% from three-point range. And I look back last year, he only shot 31% from three-point range last year. For some reason, I thought he shot it a little better. So the reality is he's basically shooting the same from three-point range this year as he did last year, right around 30%. I worry about Draymond Green because the Warriors ask him to do so much. They ask him to match up with players that are bigger than him, players that are stronger than him. And I think eventually it takes its toll on him. Now, whether it takes its toll on him at the end of a season or further on down the line of his career, uh, we'll we'll see. But they've asked Draymond Green to do a lot for this team over the last three or four years. And sometimes you wonder... If it isn't catching up. The other thing is, we talked about health, healthy for the playoffs. Can they be healthy for the playoffs? Well, I fully believe they're going to have everybody available. Does that mean they're healthy 100%? That I don't know about. When, when Steph Curry plays game one of the playoffs, there's a chance he won't be 100%. Maybe he'll only be 90. So how much do the Warriors need out of everybody to go on another championship run. If, if Clay's 75% and Curry's 90%, is that good enough to win it? If Draymond Green doesn't play well, can they still win a title if, if, if he's not a big factor? Well, we're going to find out all these, all these answers to these questions, but I, I tend to think sometimes we look at it as Curry's going to miss games. Can they win when Curry misses? I, I think it's going to be more of a gray area than that. I, I think guys are going to be asked to play maybe when they're not at 100%, and the question is, can they push through and still be really effective? You are listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM in HD1 San Francisco. And I know this is something that always drives a lot of people nuts, but it, it really is the old, you know, is every, who really is going to be 100% healthy by the start of the postseason? 
I mean, the reality is everybody's going to have nicks, and they're going to have bruises, and they're going to they're going to ha- they're going to have issues, and that's just something that you know. You got to suck it up. You're playing for the NBA title. You're playing. I mean, you got to. Certain guys got to take certain things to get on the floor. You know, you got to, as they like to say in football, you got to go to the medicine cabinet and you got to be ready to rock. You only get so many opportunities in your career to win an NBA title. I mean, not everybody has the runs like the San Antonio Spurs have had for all these years. So when you got a shot at it, you got to go. Yeah, it feels like Durant is right now the healthiest warrior. And. The other three guys, just listening to Steve Kerr before the game talk to the media, I don't think he's as worried as as fans are because I think he knows deep down that Curry and Clay are fine and that Draymond Green will be able to play through injury. So I, I do think the next playoff start in a month, there's about three weeks left in the season, and I think it's all about having the team as healthy as possible for the first game of the playoffs. They're they're a game and a half behind Houston, which is really two and a half games. I mean, if Houston stubs their toes, maybe loses two out of the next three, maybe the Warriors start pursuing home court advantage again. But if they're going to be playing without Clay and without Steph for three more games – you got to figure maybe they're going to lose a game or two of those. And if they do, then that's pretty much going to be it for the number one seed. And let's remember, once they get into the postseason, as we saw last year, there was an extreme amount of days off during the playoffs. Yeah, they never play back-to-back, so that's good they don't news e- for the They Warriors. don't even come close. I mean, you will play a game and have – two, three days off before the next game, the way the TV schedule. And then if you're like the Warriors and you sweep somebody and your next opponent is still in a series, they had they had so many days off last year during the postseason. So that's almost like I will honor the fact that people go, look how many postseasons they have played in in a row and look how deep they have gone. Last year's was not a grind. Last year's was they had – far more days off than games that they played. It was kind of it's almost kind of ridiculous how much time they had off during the postseason. I can't even remember how I mean I know they went sixteen and one. Um a lot of times in the first round you get a few days off between games because they want to balance out the schedule with all the playoff games uh, from around the conference, both conferences. Um but essentially once you get into it, you're playing every other day with a third day off sometimes for travel. So, yeah, that that's something that definitely works in the Golden State Warriors' favor. But then again, I mean, who are we really talking about? Who, who needs the rest in the postseason? Iguodala is the only one that really comes to mind. And maybe Livingston a little bit benefits from, from having a day off between, between games and not having to play uh, back-to-back. But... Uh, you know, I think I think Steve Kerr's goal is to get this team to the postseason healthy, and right now they're not healthy. But I think he's he thinks they have enough time um, to be in fine shape before this playoffs start. No doubt about it. And that's the one thing. Like when we talked with Coach today, is coaches seem to not stress as much. We think they would stress, but uh, they don't stress. As much as we, the fans and the media, we're like, oh, my God, this guy's falling. Right. And like Coach was saying, 
Talking about Clay Thompson's thumb. Oh, it's going to be weeks. Maybe two weeks, right? Maybe two weeks. All right, it's time for the play of the game. Brought to you by American Express. Proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Takes a handoff from McGee right down the lane. Bell to the rim. Dunked it over Lopez with a left hand. Jordan Bell flying high and throwing it down hard. There you go. Jordan Bell with the dunk. Makes you feel like the ankle's feeling a little bit better, right? Hey, that was a nice dunk. It was a sleeper dunk, and I don't even think the people here in the arena realized how sweet it was. I mean, it was a nice dunk. I want to say he got it up, got it by Lopez in a hurry. Left hand that always makes it nice. So, yeah, Jordan Bell looked good. We'll have to see what happened, if he had a tweaked ankle or not, and if he's ready to go by Friday. All right, the number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. John Dickinson will be joining us, and we'll be talking about this 117-106 win over the Lakers right here on Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Durant doubled, pass to Pachulia, over to Cook, right corner Young, he'll let it fly, three ball for Nick Young, fakes, flyby, dribbles, takes a fadeaway, got a two, Nick Young with a basket, drifting right side, put down the brakes, fires away, it's a three ball for Nick Young, skipped it over to Nick Young, fakes ball, takes the three, it's up and good, Young with a long look back at the Laker bench, and Luke Walton's going to call a timeout. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game after the Warriors take down the Los Angeles Lakers 117-106. to I'm going to go through it real quick, Steiny, but just if we're worried about getting guys healthy and really getting guys healthy for when do you say it matters most? Western Conference Finals? Where you got to really have your A game. You got to think the way anything can happen, we're, but we're looking at this A game matchup between Houston and Golden State, right? No. Believe it or not, I don't think so. I, you I don't think, think it, so? No, I think it comes all down to what the seedings are and who the matchups are. I think that's what's going to determine essentially who makes it to the finals. I think if the Golden State Warriors have to go through Oklahoma City. They have to go through, let's say, the Spurs make it as the eighth seed and Kawhi Leonard's back, and and that takes five or six games. Uh, They're going to need to be pretty close to healthy, I think, in those two series. So Now, if they open up with the Pelicans, then maybe they can survive Curry missing a couple games or, or somebody else not being at 100%. But... I think it's all going to come down to Houston's road to the finals and the Warriors' road to the finals and and which one's harder. Well, let, let me just give you an idea of what we saw last year, which I think this really plays well for the Warriors where they are right now. So if you look at last year from game one against the Portland Trailblazers, they swept them in four, right? They ain't sweeping Portland this year. I, well, I'm just saying – if look, they play looking back last year, mm-hmm. in in four games, inside that series, they had nine days off. Okay. Okay? And then from 
the end of that series to the next series, which was the Jazz, right? They had seven days before they even played the second series. It's a whole week. And then I'll keep counting as we're going on the show, and then here comes the San Antonio Spurs, but it just goes to show the re- if you're worried about rest, they're going to get just the way the, the, the schedule works with the television and the way they spread this thing out, and if you win early, you get a tremendous amount of days off during the postseason. So if you've got guys that are, are banged up, you can get healthy or as close to healthy as you possibly can get. Yeah, you can, and that, that's why the Warriors last year was a little bit of an anomaly because they, they what they swept the first three series. So if if you're going to sweep, then yeah, you're going to have a week off because chances are your opponent's not done with their series. Um, but but you're right. I don't think it. I don't think that hurt the Warriors at all last year. John Dickinson joins us here on ninety-five-seven. The game. And John is brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors, and also by Walnut Creek Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, where saving is simple, online at walnutcreekjeep.com. J.D., we are like, how's this thing going to play out? And uh, played out pretty well. Yeah, they figured out a way to get it done, and they figured out a way to be led by Kevin Durant, but still have other players make positive contributions, which has been, you know, something that's been lacking. Even when they had Clay Thompson in the game at Minnesota and in the game at Portland, their last two games over the weekend. Now you change it up. Obviously, you're not playing nearly the same level of competition tonight in the Lakers, although they've been playing very well of late. But uh, just a kind of a feel-good game really in a lot of different ways as far as you know Durant keeps the shots under 20 but you get positive contributions from Looney, Pachulia, Quinn Cook, uh, Livingston, uh, Andre Iguodala was solid, Caspi, a bunch of guys that have become maligned as the season has gone on. You take three all-stars away and a bunch of those guys that I mentioned who have become maligned all make positive contributions and it adds up to a win. I think there's almost maybe a carryover effect that could be in play uh, with seeing so many of those guys play well. They needed it. You know, this is the thing we were talking about a little earlier, J.D., is, I mean, you have to be ready to play in a night like tonight. I mean, if you're Omri Caspi, you got to figure you're probably going to get minutes. Uh, Nick Young, I, I think Nick Young probably was was maybe a little too eager uh, early on, and he finally found a little bit of a comfort zone in the second half. Uh, I think Nick Young, I think the next couple weeks are important for Nick Young. I really do. I think he's got to show Steve Kerr that, that he can help him in big games. And the only way he's going to show him that is to, is to play well over the next couple, next couple games, next couple weeks. And maybe there will be a spot for him in the postseason to help the Golden State Warriors. But I think in order for him to get on the floor in the postseason, I think he's got to. I think he's got to be more consistent the last three or four weeks of the regular season than he's been up until this point. Well, he's going to get a chance. It's just a matter of how 
short the leash is going to be if he isn't playing well. I, I think he'll get a chance. I think McCaw, once he's healthy, he'll get a chance. And Nick Young said in the locker room after the game that he thought he got in his own head a little bit in the first half, getting the start and you know what, what was he supposed to do, when to take the shot, when not to. And he came out in the second half in the third quarter there and just said, forget it. I'm just, I'm just playing basketball. I'm not going to overthink it. And he started some to knock some shots down, which weren't going in in the first half, and he, and he winds up be it a, a positive player for the game. Town, are you still doing that math? <laughs> what are you doing, Town? You're doing the math on the, the off days from the, the do, playoffs? Do you know how year? many days well, yeah. there were off for the Warriors from the Western Conference Finals to the Finals? Yeah, Take they, a guess. Well, they ended They ended this. I think it was nine. They ended nine. The, yeah. they, had nine they had more than a vacation worth. Yeah, they ended the series against Utah on a Monday night. They started against San Antonio on a Sunday afternoon. They ended the series against San Antonio the following Monday, so eight days later, and then they wound up starting the finals the following Thursday. I would Thursday hate that as a player. That. Why would I want nine days? I mean, what? What's you, you got to wait for your opponent sometimes. God, it would be horrible. Well, they waited a whole heck of a lot. I mean, if they're able to do this again, they're going to be fine. I mean, to wait nine. Well, the series got moved up. The conference finals got moved up. I mean, think about it. You waited nine days to play it, in the NBA Finals. I mean, that. I mean, as a player, that would just be – that'd be miserable. You want to get out there and go. This is the ultimate title. Let's get this thing going and to wait and to wait and to wait would be miserable. Well, I think the Warriors would love to have that problem this year, I'll be honest, to make sure that everybody's healthy and rested and ready to go for an NBA Finals. And, and I don't know that they're going to get it th- this year just based on this. Now, they might. I mean, Steiny, we, we talk about this all the time. From night to night, you don't know whether it's going to be a path where you look at the you look at the draw and you say, wow, that – that could work out. The next night you look at it and you go, wow, that's that could be tough. You know, we've spent so much time, guys, on the one seed versus the two seed. Well, if the San, if the Rockets get the one and San Antonio's the eight and Oklahoma City's the four or the five, well, then Houston could get the one, and for the benefit of that, they might play the two toughest possible eight and four or five seeds you could, and the Warriors may end up with the two but be on the bottom of the bracket where – Maybe the only really difficult team they have to face is Portland in a second-round series. So I, I, you don't know how it's going to shake out. It could work out in the Warriors' favor that they're two. It could work out being a, a real bear that they wind up being two. Talk to me four weeks from tonight because I actually don't think we're going to know until then when you look at how close everything is. No, I, you're not going to be able to tell. And and what's, what's really different this year is you could – Literally, the Warriors. I mean, Portland still could drop, right? You know, they I mean, could go from three to seven. Exactly. So, I mean, the reality is, the Warriors could open with. The, let me tell you, the only team the Warriors definitely won't open with is the Houston Rockets. <laughs> Other than that, it could be any team. Now, I don't think it'll be Portland because uh, Portland seems to be playing well right now. But even, but if, you never know. And even if Portland Matt just dips from three to four. That changes everything. Yeah. Because whoever moves into that three spot, if we're now assuming the Warriors are going to be two, whoever would move up into that three spot would wind up being the team that they would play in a possible second-round series. So even one drop can make a significant impact. I'm starting to think Portland could be a problem in the postseason because I I don't – Lillard, remember – the interview with Steph Curry where he talked about the Denver series and how it was after the Denver series he realized, you know, I can be pretty 
I can be really good, and we can be really good. I feel like that's where Portland is right now, and Damian Lillard. Uh, they're going to be a tough out because this is a league that's favoring perimeter players, and they got two great ones in Lillard and McCollum. So I, I, I thought it's not. It's I don't think it's the same old Portland anymore. Is is what I'm saying, and I kind of thought it was the same old Portland a month ago, but I don't think they are right now. I think they're going to be a tough out. They're playing better defense. Lillard and McCollum are outstanding. I mean, I think Lillard has been playing at an MVP level for the past maybe two months, at least month and a half. Uh, they've got, you know, Harkless has been giving them something. Aminu's been playing better. Nurkic is protecting the rim. They, they go small with Shabazz Napier out, out on the floor. I mean, they've got some different lineups that can, uh, I think, give some teams problems at times. Their younger players are better. You know, they've got they've got guys in roles that weren't even hardly playing for them, like Collins and and Connaughton. Guys who weren't even playing at the beginning of the year now have defined roles. Ed Davis is just a monster against the Warriors right. on the offensive glass. I mean, that wasn't the first time going back to that game on Friday night that Ed Davis has had a big game against the Warriors. He he's done that. He's done that with some regularity. He's one of those guys that's just a handful based on the athleticism and his ability to go get the ball off the backboard. Warriors sweep the Los Angeles Lakers in the season series for the first time since 1994. We'll continue to talk about this 117-106 victory. Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. See more defenders feeds Looney with a beautiful pass for a two-hand flush. Baseline drive by Young. Handoff Cassidy goes up and laid it in in traffic. Nick Young with the assist. Down the lane. Thomas gets the rim. Knocked away by Looney. Just swatted that one off the glass. I think everybody did a great job of embracing it. You know, look at Quinn, you know, 13 and 6. Played extremely hard. Looney came out there and played some great minutes against Randall, who's been having a great stretch. You know, you look at that. Sean and Armory, so everybody kind of, you know, stepped up and, you know, took on a new role and, you know, we just figured it out. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. 117 to 106 and Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. And we talked about this earlier, J.D., and we both agreed with Steve Kerr. A night like this is so good for team morale. Everybody gets to contribute. Everybody feels a part of it. And it's one thing Steve always brings up from his playing career because, you know, you'll always think about Steve hitting big shots with the Chicago Bulls, but there were times when he played, like let's say in Orlando or a place like that, where he'd go stretches and he wouldn't play and he didn't feel like he was invested in what was going on so he likes nights like this cuz it keeps everybody invested well and he talked about that again tonight the fact that he he wouldn't play sometimes for a month and then you get out there and if you play well it might have to last you the next month but at least you're feeling good about the next month uh, you know when you're not playing because you actually feel like you're contributing to a team and and i think tonight even more so you know Steiny, we always talk about how the fans often want to put certain Warriors players in a box where they want them to, to fit this specific role of fall in line, you're not going to play, but be ready to be ready to really contribute when other players are out. You know, your night, right. your night to get 10 is the night that all you know, three All-Stars are going to be out. And I think tonight's almost 
the way Warrior fans think it can work with regularity. Now, that's not the case, but to see Looney with 11 and Pachulia 10 and Nick Young 18, I mean, Nick Young 18 on a night where Clay Thompson doesn't play, that's exactly what a fan driving home from the game is thinking, well, that's exactly why you get Nick Young, because Nick Young should be able to just step in and do that. Now, it's easier said than done, but I do think tonight is one of those nights where it all every it fit in the box. You had a bunch of guys that you don't need to score or even play on a lot of nights, and they stepped in and they played and produced at a similar rate to the players that they were replacing. Well, and and it it should have been a lot easier for him tonight with all the players out. Uh, sometimes Nick Young doesn't know when he's going to play. Sometimes JaVale McGee doesn't know when he's going to play. Caspi never knows when he's going to play. Tonight they knew they were going to play, and they know they're going to play Friday, and they're going to play Saturday, <laughs> and then they're going to play next week. Uh, on Tuesday, I think their game is. Monday, yeah. Monday. So they have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off next week. They do. Okay, so – you get my point. Is This is their time. This is their time for the next week and a half. And, you know, if they still have any hopes to get the number one seed, they're going to have to win these games. Now, I don't think that's a high priority for them now, but who knows? I mean, they, they win Friday, they win Saturday, they win uh, Monday, and, and they do it with this bench concoction or the bench unit and there's no clay no Steph you never know what can happen so I do think it was a good start to this period of time without their starting backcourt yeah and look you play the Lakers tonight on paper the Lakers tonight are the toughest opponent you're going to face of the next you know two San Antonio Monday you throw that one out the window although San Antonio I mean they're fighting for their playoff life they wouldn't be in right now by right. the way San Antonio wouldn't be in yep. think about that for a second first time since what 96 97 but you've got Sacramento coming in here who ironically enough won back in November here when the Warriors what didn't have Curry and Durant well now they're going to play him here again without Curry and Clay and maybe without Draymond Green on on top of that so I think the Warriors know that they can get beat in a game like that, but you're also facing Phoenix, who's trying not to win. <laughs> you know? Right. So I like if tonight's game is winnable, and it was because the Warriors got the job done. Friday night's winnable, and Saturday's winnable. Maybe the Rockets slip up between now and then. All of a sudden, it's a it's a one game difference, and it doesn't seem so far fetched that that you are out of that race. No doubt about it. I mean, there's just you're, you're absolutely right about that, and and. It's just, you know, what what do they want to accomplish these last two or three weeks? I think the first thing and foremost is to get this team as healthy as possible. And if they can win games on the way in, great. But it's obvious that the second unit is going to have to carry them in the next week or so. We are going to hear from Steve Kerr after the game talking about this 117-106 win. Here is the coach. Steve, how how do you think the guys were able to get to the point where Kevin Durant was, you know, still playing pretty productive, but so was a lot of other guys? I thought the main thing was that I completely outcoached Luke Walton. Um, that was, I mean, but duh, I don't need to tell you guys that. That that was very apparent. But uh, uh, no, I I, th- I just liked the effort. I mean, you know, we made a lot of mistakes, twenty two turnovers. Um, but we were aggressive, and we were working hard the whole night, and we had some great contributions. I thought, uh, you know, obviously the ball's going to end up in KD's hands, and every, pretty much every night he's going to 
have 25, 30, 40 points, whatever. So um, we take that for granted, fair or not to KD. We take him for granted sometimes. But uh, tonight was, to me, was about Looney, you know, Kavon coming in there and, and rebounding and making some huge plays defensively. And Quinn Cook, you know, stepping up and uh, having a really nice night. Omri Caspi, who's hardly played you know, over the last uh, couple months, um, gave us some some really big minutes. And uh, those these games are fun, you know, when guys who don't ordinarily get to play much, um, when they get a chance and, and really contribute, it, it, it strengthens the team. Just more to that point, do you, do you think that, that a team, there can be a carryover effect for guys that either haven't played or, or maybe haven't played as well as they would like when they have played? What do you mean a carryover? As far as having a game where so many different people contribute. Because yeah, I mean, these games are good for team morale. You know, I mean, half my career I was, you know, 10th or 12th man and... Um, you know, didn't play much, and and when you can, when I could have a night where I got to contribute, it was uh, carried me carried me for another month. So, um, you know, you need everybody needs that. Everybody needs to feel um, the impact that they can make, and and uh, that's why you know you, to, for Omri to step in and play like that, um, Looney, as I mentioned, it's it's good stuff. Nick Young had a great uh, great second half, really exploded. So, a uh, good team win. Who was that guy with that great question in there? Uh, <laughs> uh excuse me, a uh, coach. Um, no, I mean uh, that's he gets the vibe. He gets it. He gets his players, and that's one of uh, his special skills, no question. Well, and he enjoys nights like this. I mean, he said it at different points. He kind of alluded to it a little bit tonight. I think he enjoys the challenge of. It just feeling like a normal NBA game. I think so often. I, I mentioned this to Matt earlier in the night. It's, it's like Warrior fans kind of got a little taste of what a lot of teams are going through. And I, I'm not saying Warrior fans don't know it because they know it from you know before 2012, 2013. But there's a lot of nights where you know you show up and it it's just a game. It's just a game with you know couple of struggling teams or a couple of teams that, that don't have a heck of a lot of talent and you got to figure out how to play and who's going to win and you really don't know who's going to win I mean every night we come into this building and we think the Warriors are going to win right tonight you come into this building and you think the Warriors might not win yeah Warrior <laughs> fans this is what a lot of NBA games look like yeah you know that a lot of NBA teams don't have four all-stars and a lot of NBA teams don't look great every night or most of the time they play which the Warriors do the other thing about Steve Kerr is you know they always say superstars or star players don't make great coaches because it's hard for them to relate to role players or just players who are who are regular old pros uh but Steve Kerr, as a, as a ninth or tenth man on some teams, he understands what everybody on that roster is going through because, you know, say what you want, Steve Kerr was a great player in high school. Then he played in college. Then he got to the pros, and he was a ninth or tenth man. So he can, he can relate to one through ten you know, on some level. And I think that's one of his strengths is he, he really does look for ways to keep his end-of-rotation guys engaged. One thing about being great is you got to be able to do it all, and that reminds me of Arlo. Would you agree? Somewhat, yeah, for sure. Arlo for sure. is smart home security. Their 1080p HD cameras are second to none. 
Two-way audio is unbelievable. And once again, I was just in Tahoe, and it's same thing happened to me in Hawaii. You get the notification, so you get motion and sound detection sent to your phone. You know someone's at your door. And I talked to someone who was at my door while I'm in Lake Tahoe. That still, to me, is like the most unbelievable technology. And it just lets everybody know, even though you're not home, you are always still home. And here we are. As we're heading into spring and we're going to get a lot of weather, uh, it's weather cameras are weather resistant. Smart home security cameras, second to none, night vision, 100% wire free. And right now, they are at Best Buy. So if you get an opportunity, go to Best Buy and you can check out these cameras and you'll understand the kind of security we feel when we have Arlo cameras at our house compared to how we felt before then, Arlo is just second to none. It's, it's, it's the best product out there. You can see it all over Yelp, but go check it out at Best Buy. Yeah, whether I'm here at Oracle or I'm at the office doing shows, it's just nice to know that I can keep track of what's going on around my house, and, and better yet, I'll get notified anytime uh, the Arlo high-definition cameras detect motion. So uh, I, I'm with you, Townie. It's been... Uh, it's given me a lot of peace of mind this year. 117-106. The Warriors win over the Lakers. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on 95.7 The Game. I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, MoneyWise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcasts.